Welcome to Gardy Lou, the podcast where Joyce and Lillian attempt to learn things, including how to record a podcast, and tell you about stuff you wish you never knew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're uh, really new at this. This is our, only our second podcast. We're still learning how to push the button. And today we're going to do phobias. Um, most it's, it, it's the most common mental illness in the United States. It's said twelve point five percent of people have a phobia of one type or another, and there's three types. There's a social phobia, which is, you know, fear of being judged or embarrassed. You don't want to speak in public. That would be a, a social one. Oh, or, I have that one. You know, or don't want to have fear of talking on the telephone, which is what I oh, have. Oh gosh. I I'm like the poster child. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh. there's, and I, I don't, uh, pronunciation of a lot of these are going to be off because I have no idea how to pronounce them. Okay, thanks for the warning. <laughs> <laughs> agoraphobia. Oh, agoraphobia. Okay. That's fear of no escape. Like, and a phobia is like an irrational fear. It's not like. If you're buried alive and you're afraid you're not going to get out, that's not a phobia. That's a reality. But if you're... I actually saw a phobia for that, of being buried alive. Well, I'm sure there is It's like its whole own phobia, which I guess was, you know, more... Happened more often back when that actually happened. Yeah. Because they weren't really great at telling if you were dead or not. Well, now they either embalm you and that'll kill you. Yeah, and I just read this book about uh, called "Will My Cat Eat My Eyeballs?" and she said you only can live like five minutes in the coffin once it's buried, anyway, because there's not enough air. Yeah. So I guess now, I, I guess back then they were probably leakier. Yeah. Like wooden. Now it's like going getting buried in a fancy car or something, well, vacuum sealed, pillows <laughs> and all that stuff. In yeah. There too. But. They're pretty confident that you're dead now when they bury you, which is a relief. Yeah. Because that, that scared me a lot when I was a kid, thinking about that. Well, there were a lot of stories about that, too. Yeah, you know, with the bells, that you have to pull a bell and it rings and in the cemetery and all that. Ooh, so creepy. So anyway, sorry. That's the fear of no escape and then a specific phobia, which is like afraid of something fear specific. Fear eggs. That's the first one I, I saw, but I I forgot to look up what the, what the actual name of it is, because I was taken by the fact that people were afraid of eggs. Yeah, there's like I saw one afraid of people are afraid of chickens and phobia of chickens and cheese, which made me sad, because I love cheese, so I can imagine having a phobia of cheese. And it's on every, every like you couldn't eat in a restaurant. No, I don't. I'd probably be way better off if I had a fair cheese. We'd be thinner. <laughs> cheese almost every yeah, meal, and I'm not supposed to eat it. That's got to be awful to live to live with that those fears, especially even eggs because you. I mean, you couldn't bake, or I mean, I just it's sad. I feel bad for people. Yeah, <clears throat> and a lot of the phobias is not. Um, 
it's not just oh I don't want it touching me or like that it's seeing it yeah I just see it or hearing about it anything talking about it yeah um oh, I thought I put some of those I didn't write all those notes in here I've got a few yeah. things too about um that this thing I don't know where I got this I should have written it down but um fear fear is like an important evolutionary tool mm-hmm. so we need fear to keep us alive but then um there's a point where some of these become like they don't make any sense and even the people who have the phobias are aware that their fears are rational towards whatever like an egg or whatever oh, but the they only still one that's afraid of it and everyone yeah. else is like it's just an egg <laughs> yeah so it it and it really like messes up their lives cuz it's hard to function with that um, but I did read that it's one of the most um, treatable disorders, mm-hmm. so that that's good to know. And I've got 19 million people, or over 8% of the United States population has a has a phobia of some kind with varying levels of severity. Yeah, mine was 12.5. Well, it's, you know, it's, it, it is like maybe it starts as a dislike of something and then it progresses to where you don't. Like if it's chickens, you don't like chickens, and then you don't want chickens near you, but you can see them, and they're fine. And then yeah, one fear day of that's being near you, and then fear of seeing a picture of chicken or hearing a chicken or somebody talking about it—that's where it would be progressive. Yeah, because I feel like when I was reading about some of the phobias that I have, some of you know, like I don't like making phone calls that much, and I don't um, like public speaking at all, really. Um, I can do it. I just don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't know, um, you know, and there's certain times in my life where I would go to great lengths to to avoid it. Um, but then I'm like, well, is it really a phobia if I can still do it? Well, phobias are come under the anxiety disorders. I also read that women are nearly twice as likely to be affected by a, by a phobia as men, and also like that it can be caused by trauma. And I think maybe there's a lot of women that go through traumatic experiences, so maybe that's why. Well, yeah, a friend of mine when when she was a child, she lived on a farm and and they had turkeys, and she got pecked in her knee. By a turkey, and it took a big chunk of the skin oh, out. Oh, I can imagine. But a dog was barking at the same time, and her phobia became the barking dog. It oh wasn't yeah. The, the, it wasn't a chicken; it was a turkey. Did I say turkey? You said oh, turkey. Okay, but she became afraid of the dog. Yeah, I've read about. There's a term for that, but I can't remember what it is. Like a trans. Yeah, where it gets transferred something. to the yeah. other thing. Although, I mean, it could be a chicken too, because I after going in our chicken pen and the rooster jumping on my back I could see how you might develop a phobia because that was some scary yeah scary you got me a few shit right there yeah those claws are hot really sharp he fixed his belt though and then I read that symptoms of phobias tend to begin in early to mid childhood and the average age of onset is about seven years old which of course when I read that my first thought was when did jaws come out because Oh, I've yeah. always had a 75. little, but I was born in '75. Because I was thinking, was I seven? But I was born in born in '75, so I, I guess I wasn't 
but the movie was still... I might have seen it when I was seven or... Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it really... I mean, I when I when I don't know if I have that one on here. I think I did put it on here, but I'll get to it, I guess. But the fear of sharks, like that's. I mean, even in the aquarium, I can I feel like tingly all over. Like they could somehow get through the glass just to bite me, and it's so ridiculous. <laughs> well, they have sharks are are very like I don't. I'm, they're not human. They're you know. Well, they yeah, obviously. Have, you know, like a dog. You see, he looks at you, and their expressions change. You can tell what they're yeah. thinking, but a shark, it doesn't. They it just have those dead eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and not not to like disparage sharks. I understand. Like, they're, they have their they have their good point. Just like snakes, I don't love snakes, but I don't want to see them killed or hurt or anything. No. I just would rather not hang around with them too much yeah. if I yeah. can avoid it. <laughs> Okay, um, anyway, so I think that's like kind of all I have. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else for in the introduction part? No, just that, that they, they um, what I read too was that trauma, people get phobias from trauma, things that have happened to them, but it can also be genetic, which might just make someone more predisposed to have a phobia. Well, I kind of wonder about that too, as far as the evolutionary process, because I wonder if you pass that down, like, let's say you live in an area that has something very dangerous there, like poisonous snakes or whatever. And so like, you're just taught from a very young age to stay away from or be to fear that animal or whatever. And I kind of wonder if like those memories get passed down. The one with the snakes, they said, because more people, that's a, like in the top three. Yeah, people, people are just like, stay away from the snakes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, it does make you wonder, because they, ha they have talked about that, where like, um, trauma or whatever can be passed down through your genes, so, mm -hmm. I mean, maybe it's the same thing. Same thing, yeah. So anyway, these are, are a few that I've <coughs> looked at that I Excuse thought was me. interesting that I didn't realize there was a phobia for it. And this is, and I'm going to try to pronounce them. <laughs> I went through an A to Z list. So we're starting with the A's, A's. I assume. Okay. Yeah. Arach Arachnophobia? No. Oh. I'm all trying to guess. <laughs> I think it's A-R-A-C-H, so Arachip Beauty Rophobia. <laughs> Oh my! But that's a fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof oh, of your mouth. I saw that one and I didn't pick it because I didn't think I could pronounce it. So I commend you <laughs> for taking that one on. That one is kind of like I'm like I'm gonna get a phobia just reading about these phobias. <laughs> well, I've thought about that because um, someone had told me that someone they worked with one time didn't show up for work. And when they didn't show up, I guess it was the second day they didn't show up, they sent someone to go to their house, and the person had choked to death on Oh, gosh. Yeah, I can yeah. see that happening. Sometimes yeah. it's so thick, and you can't. Yeah, and it's I'm too much. And I'm always conscious of that. I don't eat my peanut butter off a big I, I lick it off a spoon. Like, <laughs> only eat peanut butter when someone else is around. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. There <clears throat> Barophobia is a fear of gravity. Oh, wow. But it didn't have anything on that one. It's like, well, how is it a fear of 
not like it's stopping like suddenly there's Maybe. no gravity or because that would be really tough to live with because you can't avoid it yeah like, well if you avoid it if you didn't have gravity you wouldn't stay so yeah floating in the air yeah so i mean you're always <laughs> dealing with the gravity so maybe it is like the not maybe it's more like not like going into space and not having gravity yeah or hmm, I'll, I'll have to research that yeah one more. i didn't some of them i didn't i didn't yeah he just thought it was else. interesting because this one had some of them had explanations and, and went into it a little bit more um it just like goes to show like you can't judge people that you don't know why they're behaving the way they are because they might have a fear of something like i mean that you can't even see like it's not like oh there's the snake you know no wonder they're having a panic attack that makes sense but like something like gravity would be really people would just be like what's happening you know what what's wrong well, that's why I picked some of these because it I never occurred to me that someone would be afraid of a lot of these. Yeah. That, you know, I... I <laughs> Chris, my fears are justified. <laughs> right. Well, because you're, I mean... I know what they are and why. It's easy to say, like, the snake will could bite you, a shark could bite you or something, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, are you kidding? I saw Jaws. <laughs> right, yeah, so like, at least you can say, well, this is where it comes from, but some of the phobias are, you know, where does that come from? Or why, what What made it happen? Yeah. Um, there's a, let's see, bibliophobia. Can you guess what that one is? Fear of books? Yeah. Oh, man, that'd be tough, too. Well, for us it would be. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. Read so much, but I thought that was interesting because books are my best friends. (laughs) Catoptrophobia. Catoptrophobia. Or catop. Catoptrophobia. Huh. That's a fear of mirrors. Oh. And people don't they they don't want to have any mirror. Do you have that one? I think I do. Or I might have... I don't have a lot of info on that one, but I I thought it was interesting. And it's got more to do with seeing yourself. See, I have it... It's It's a different name. It's um, isopetrophobia. E-I-S-O-P-T-R-O-phobia. It's also referred to as spectrophobia or cata catatoptrophobia, which is what you have, I guess. This one, I thought this was interesting because um, it can also extend to reflective surfaces like glass or standing water. Um, And they think that it might stem from superstitions that are tied to mirrors. Well, they used to cover the mirrors when people died, so... Right, I I saw that too where... They um, still do that. They did that because... Um, the superstition was that if you saw yourself in the mirror, you would die soon too. Oh. So they would cover it so you wouldn't see your reflection. So I could see how that could put somebody into a panic. Like if you, you know, you think that if you believed that superstition, that would make you definitely have a fear of mirrors. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, um, um, let's see. 
The fear of seeing something supernatural or breaking a mirror and being cursed with bad luck can cause someone to develop um, this phobia. And in other cases, the phobia can stem from low self-esteem and an aversion to seeing oneself. Um, so I, this reminded me of being a kid again and having a little fear of this because, <coughs> excuse me, I don't remember the name of the movie, but there, in the movie they had the Bloody Mary legend where um, you would stand in front of the mirror and say, like, Bloody Mary three times. And I think it had to be after midnight. And I remember, like, at us being at a sleepover, you know, of course. And oh. we would... Um, <laughs> but it really scared me, like, because, like, at the sleepover I was fine. But then when I went home, if I had to get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night or something, I would be really scared to look in the mirror because I was afraid I'd see something. <laughs> So, like, I don't know, I totally get this one, that it could be really creepy. Um, so, you're supposed to say her name three times, and then she's supposed to appear behind you in the mirror. Um, there's, like, a bunch of variations of it. Um, but I read, To conjure the ghost of Bloody Mary, who it is said was prematurely buried by her family and tried to claw her way out of her own coffin, you would say her name. Um, and then she would, she would get you, I oh. guess, maybe take you with her. Oh. I don't know, something creepy like that. But then, um, there's also this part about how, um, you can, if you stare into a mirror in a dimly, dimly lit room for a prolonged period, it can cause hallucinations. And I had just watched this psychic show, it was one of those, like, celebrity psychic people I can't think of his name right now but he does this or he'll go into a dark room with a mirror and stare at it and he supposedly sees like the future stuff something. that's yeah. happened to that to a person that he's going to do a reading on or something um but it, it's like a legitimate thing that happens which I think is kind of scary too probably just like being hypnotized yeah it's yeah, like self-hypnotizing like yeah. but it says feature facial facial features <laughs> may appear to melt, distort, disappear, and rotate, which is pretty creepy. Or you might see um, animal faces. Um, they call it the strange face illusion, and it's believed to be a consequence of a disassociative identity effect, which causes the brain's facial recognition system to misfire in a currently identified, un unidentified way, so they don't really know why it happens. Um, they also think it could be self-hypnotizing. So that was kind of, I thought that was kind of interesting. I wonder when you, if you do something like that, how do you come out of it? Because usually they give you, a, when someone hypnotizes you, they give you something, you know. Oh yeah, like it's over. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the psychic guy just walks out of the room. But yeah. he's always, like, kind of shaken by it. and Oh, yeah, well, that's you know. TV, too. <laughs> right. So, like, but that was my first time ever um, encountering that idea. And then it's funny because then, like, two days later, I'm reading about it. Oh, yeah. Um, but I totally could see how if you went through um, that experience that you might have a phobia of mirrors, too. Yeah. Because that would be kind of, you know, every time you walk by. 
Now, when I was young, I didn't like looking in the mirror because of self-esteem issues for sure, too. Like, I tried to avoid them because I just didn't want to see my my crazy hair, my <laughs> acne skin and all that stuff. So, like, I get that part, too. Yes. There's a lot of things that can cause a phobia. And then the whole, like, what is it, seven years of bad luck if you break a mirror? Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, didn't you work in a glass place or something and you were worried <laughs> it seems like I remember some story where you broke a bunch of them probably working in the store I could have dropped a mirror box of mirrors, mirrors or something, something. I so I remember you say I just remember being a kid and you were like we're gonna have bad luck forever <laughs> well, sometimes I felt that way so I don't know <laughs> yeah right like <laughs> that that I dropped? <laughs> the superstitions and the and things can really like fold into this it sounds like into have these phobias Okay, got a C-I-B-O, You won't guess that one. That's a fear of food, which is not to be mistaken with anorexia. Uh, it's um, the common foods that they're, most common foods they're afraid of is, is broccoli, mushrooms, cottage cheese, and pickles. So they think it's like a texture Sometimes the texture, or it could be expired or overcooked, and mu- like mushrooms are one of them. That that I think that's a texture thing where that makes sense. And then they they don't like it. But in pickles, pickles, I don't know, I don't know how anyone can be a, a fear of pickles. But well, it's kind of interesting too. Like where does where's the line between you just don't like it? Yeah. Or you know, like um, I know. I have friends who have kids who have sensory eating disorders and stuff, and, like, they will get sick if they taste, have it in their mouth or anything. Like, they'll vomit or whatever. Yeah. But then I'm like, is that a phobia, or is it just they hate it? Like, I don't know where the line is between the two. Yeah. I don't know. It it could be... It might be like an that can be an evolutionary thing because it, it says it's it, it can be genetic or it's in the brain chemistry but i could see it being an evolutionary thing because being afraid of something that may be bad they didn't have refrigeration or anything oh and, yeah i mean it would know, be smart to avoid certain foods certain for sure foods that, anything yeah. with lots of spice added from what I've read in the past. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, spice added to it. <laughs> yeah, if it's meat, it's probably not, uh, it's probably past its expiration or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was told by a butcher that if the meat is is already spiced and seasoned, it's because that meat was on the verge it's of... It's getting old. Getting uh, old, so they, they do it, you know, spice well, it up and package it. And, oh, this is Good shopping tip right there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is one that we both have that decidophobia. Mm, yes. Um, somewhat, a little bit. I mean, we don't, there's so many different degrees of phobias, too. You don't, I, right, like, I didn't think I would be a, have a phobia of it, but after looking at it, I'm like, like well, I think I, I have this. Yeah. And making decisions. I mean, give me a menu at a restaurant and, and, it takes me forever to pick what I want. Once I do, as soon as I get the waitress gets it, I'm like, oh, I wish I'd ordered that. Yeah. Something else. And then someone, they bring the food and the person across from me, it looks better than mine, you know. Whatever it is, <laughs> you just regret your decision. Yes. And then that makes it hard to make the decision. Or like you have to spend 
seven months researching which I don't know like stove to buy oh yeah but then you're still disappointed in it no matter what even if you'd just spent one week on it you'd still be disappointed because you just have that decision yeah. thing just as much as I would <clears> be <throat> if me. I made a snap decision yeah so it's like well just do the snap decision and save some time <laughs> I've gotten better at just doing that and and just being that's it is what it is that's like the other thing with the phobias too like the you know the fear of making phone calls or whatever or different ones but the more exposure you have to it it gets better sometimes like I know they do exposure therapy so like when I had a job where I had to call people all all day long I could make phone calls left and right but then as soon as I stopped having that job I kind of slid right back to where I was before yeah Mine have been like that, except for snakes. Snakes, I think. That one's permanent. It's <laughs> permanent, yeah. Um, okay, this one. So I guess what this one is. Hippotomonocestropedolophobia. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm like, hippo? I got that. Is that a brain thing? Yeah, it's a it's a fear of long words. <laughs> oh, and so they give it a, a that a is so cruel. Letters. Like we're gonna <laughs> diagnose you with this long word that you're gonna be afraid of. That's just cruel. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, it, how do you say? Well, I have a fear of snakes. Well, I guess you'd just say I have a fear of long words, but. I'm not going to tell you the long word, yeah, because A, I can't pronounce it, and B, I'm afraid it's too long, yeah. Well, it has that hippopotamus dress. Did they they explain any of that? Like, what is that? No, that one didn't have anything. I just wondered, like, is it saying the long word? Because I could see, like, being afraid to say something that, in public, and then getting ridiculed, or... Oh, yeah, because you mispronounce it, or... Yeah. You know, like when, if you have a lisp for S or something, you just find other ways to say words that don't have S, you know, describe it in a different way, get around it, but I wonder. Well, I guess a long word you could Or is it reading the word, or just, yeah, it's, it's kind probably, of That's all probably of it. falls under that social thing of yeah. not pronouncing it right. I have that fear of, like, pronouncing words that I've only read wrong because I've never heard it said. And then that's happened to me. Yes, me too. Like facade. Oh, yeah. I said facade. And they said, um, that's really supposed to be facade. And I'm like, oh. When I, when I was in, like, I don't know, high school or something, I was in um, some kind of music class. Or maybe it was, like, after school chorus or something. I don't know. But I had to read something out loud. And then it said Chopin. But, and I've heard Chopin before, like, it's not something I hadn't heard, but I had never seen it in writing, and so when I saw it, it was, I pronounced it Chopin, and then, like, the teacher just, he was, like, crying, he was laughing so hard, and I was mortified, because I was in high school, you know, it was horrible, it was horrible, I was so embarrassed, and I can still feel it now, (laughs) (laughs) like, just talking about it, like, you just want to shrink into a hole, and the worst part was, like, it wasn't that I didn't know who Chopin was or that it was pronounced Chopin. It's just I had never really seen it in yes. writing. So, oh, so awful. Anyway. 
<laughs> just air all my embarrassing moments today. Okay. Count. Ownophobia. Confoundophobia. Confoundophobia? No one's ever going to look these, be able to look these up because I'm... <laughs> Wait, well, <laughs> it sounded like she it spelled this way. It's K-O-U-M-P-O-U-N-O-P-H-O-E-I-A-phobia. That's a fear of buttons. Ooh. And there, um... They have a fear of buttons, and it says mostly it's like the plastic buttons. Huh. They, and they think it might be a texture thing. But as a side note, Steve Jobs has a fear of buttons. Oh. And that's why how he invented the swipe screen. Why he oh. invented it. He wow. That's interesting. Buttons. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. So I kind of love that, too, where somebody can turn like a weakness or a perceived weakness into a strength because it's like way better than pushing buttons, really. Yeah. Yeah. Buttons break. I thought it was really it's interesting. So that would be more like, like when you said buttons, I was thinking more like shirt buttons. Well, but that would be like a that's another form of yeah, a Yeah, I didn't think of that type, like, pushing the button, like, on your computer or it's, something else. It's like it, it, it says, like, fear and, and disgust are heavily linked, the fear and the disgust part, and that's where the buttons are. Is it a fear? Is it disgust? You know, they don't, it doesn't, they don't like the feeling of it. Yeah, they, that makes sense know. with the food, too. Yeah. It's just but, gross. Well, and then, then if they see it, it's hard. So if here you are, if you've got a phobia on something, like one of them was knees, genuphobia. Um, it starts with a fear of their own knees. They don't like to look at their knees, so they wear long pants or something. But then it morphs into a fear of just seeing somebody's knees. Someone else's, and you imagine, you know, in the summer, you're at the Oh, beach, you can't and, avoid it. You know, there's knees everywhere, and even on TV. So they see it on TV, it also... Yeah. So it really hinders a person's lifestyle. It's so hard. I'm going to have octophobia. Fear of the number eight? Yes. Or figure eight, either one. Oh, the figure eight. Yeah. Mm. So. Infinity symbol? That would be one, too. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. The (laughs) fear of snakes is ophidiophobia. Um, These have got to be like Latin probably. words that they're. It's that one is they they think is an evolutionary survival mechanism. That makes um, sense. Which is is not. Uh, there's another term for it too. Is phobo? Oh no, that's another thing. But it's it's not. Uh, that's just snakes. There's another word for it. Hepatophobia is if it's reptiles and everything included in there. I can um, see that like too. Lizards and, and yeah, anything like that. Lizards kind of freak me out a little. I mean, I'm not, you know. I just it's more like when they it's like mice. Like I don't I'm not really afraid of mice. It's when I see it moving out of the corner of my eye, you know, in that way, like fast. Fast. It just freaks me out. Yeah. I saw one one time 
and it was almost the same length as one side of the road, you know, one side of the yellow of the oh, line. Oh, yeah. And it, but it, I think it was a ribbon stake because I kind of looked it up. But it went across that street that's so fast. And it, it was just like a, somebody pulling a ribbon. Oh, yeah. And it, it went, kind of waving, wiggly. Yes, it was Ugh. very fast. But I, I'm not really afraid of those snakes as long as they're not next <laughs> to me. Right, like if you know it's there ahead of time, I do better too. Like, I'm going into the reptile museum. There will be snakes. Like, I'm prepared. Yes. But, like, when I'm just pick up a bucket and there's a snake right there, oh, <clears throat> forget it. After moving out here in New Mexico, it's oh, yeah. rattlesnakes. rattlesnakes. And they did have poisonous snakes back east, but they were, I never saw any. They weren't any. We had one of those snakes. It's not a rattlesnake. I think it's called a bull snake. Yeah. That look, it's like it looks like a rattlesnake or something, but it's not similar. Yeah. But it, we had that bird netting, and it got caught in it, and um, I felt so bad. And then Jim was like, "We got to cut it out." <laughs> I just felt like I was in one of those movies where you have to do this horribly gruesome, <laughs> disgusting <Scary> thing. thing. <laughs> yeah, but you have to do it, and you're just like. And you do a little, and you kind of back up and take some deep breaths and come back and cut a little more. So would you cut on the tail end first and work your way to the head? Yeah, he kind of, because it was kind of stuck around near its head, so Uh Jim kind of held on tight to do the cutting because he was holding the snake. And then um, I felt good about it. Like we, he was rescued. rescued I don't know if it was a he, (laughs) he or she was rescued. Um, but yeah, it was just, did you, you remember that Pee Wee Herman Herman movie when the pet store's on fire and he runs in and he comes out with all the snakes and he's like, like, that's what I was thinking of. (laughs) It's like, I really don't want to do this, but you know, my value is, you know, you don't hurt animals and you help and all that. So, and it's like, I had to put my prejudice against snakes aside and do the right thing, but. Ugh. Yeah, I know I felt bad because I had some get in that netting at my house, and Jim's like, well, you got to cut it out, and I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, well, see, I, I don't, can't do that. <laughs> I probably couldn't have done it by myself. I really couldn't mm-hmm. have. I didn't even want to get close enough to see. I was, I felt yeah. bad, but I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, there's a phobophobia. Which is a fear of phobias, um, and that can really develop into something horrible. Horrible, I would imagine, with being yeah, because it can lead into being afraid of everything. Um, you're afraid of being afraid of something, and then that can cause you to be afraid. Yeah, it's like being stressed about being stressed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just get more stressed. Makes it worse. Yeah. That's got to be hard. But the most common ones are snakes, spiders, public speaking. That's the three most common ones. I don't mind spiders too much. <laughs> Again, if I know they're there, I'm all right. But if they come darting out of nowhere, they scare me. But I don't kill them. We just catch them in a jar and put them outside. Catch and release. Yeah. <clears throat> I do kill her on occasion. I feel bad. And sometimes, if so it's happy. a black widow, I don't mess around oh, with that because yeah, that's a given. Yeah, 
I don't want to get being out here. Yeah. Have don't stick those. your hands in any <laughs> dark back corners of anything. Check your shoes. And the rare ones are the fear of mirrors, chewing gum, and long words. Those are really rare. Those are rare. Yeah. That's good because I like to chew gum. I wouldn't want to be causing someone distress while I'm chewing it, except for the people that are just annoyed by it. But <laughs> I'm sure there's that too. <laughs> yeah, but then there were these people who are who would do it. So if somebody's oh. if you're chewing gum and somebody turns away real quick, then they may have a, a Yeah, that. That, you don't know. Hmm. So what have you got? Well, I, <laughs> I picked some that I could relate to, too. Um, my first, first one is arithmophobia, which is the fear of math. Math. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Um, this takes it, like, beyond, like, you just don't, like, math like there's some people have a fear of numbers um seeing numbers or symbols like that stresses them out or other people it's more about being forced into a situation where you have to do math in front of other people like on the spot so like can you imagine if you had both and then you have to go to math class and your teacher's like do this problem on the board which i remember having to do I am not a math person, so... And I picked this one, too, because my husband and my daughter are really terrible at math, too. I don't think they have a fear of it, but I could see how it would develop, especially the part of being afraid to have to do it in front of people, especially if you're bad at it. Yes. Um, Thank God we have calculators now. I know. Um, some people just fear specific numbers, which I guess is like fear what you eight. had the number eight, but also like 13's a big one. Oh yeah, like the fear with that. Um, it's called triskaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaidekaid
And then the number 666 is a big one too oh, yeah. in Western cultures because it's the number of the beast, um, which I had a little encounter with yesterday because I had, um, for my art business, I had 666 Instagram followers. So oh. I kind of made a joke out of that, like someone saved my soul and moved me on to 667. <laughs> Somebody follow me. It was a good little way to try to get a couple extra followers. Did you get it? I did. I think I had like three people. <laughs> Only three people were willing to save my soul, but I'll take it. <laughs> oh, that's better than none. <laughs> yeah. Not everybody is into art, so that's fine. Um, <clears throat> so the, the number of the beast is translated into English versions of the book of Revelations, verse 18. Um, and for example, former President Ronald Reagan had the street number of his home in Bel Air, Los Angeles, changed from 666 to 668. Oh. He didn't want to be associated with the number of the beast. <laughs> <laughs> and then in Asia, four is considered an especially unlucky number in countries like China, Vietnam, Vietnam and Japan because it is something of a homophone for the word death in the local languages. Just like in the West, hotels are prone to leaving the number four out of their floors and room numbers, and corporations have even filed suit. The serial numbers of Canon cameras don't include the number four, and Samsung phones no longer use model codes with four either. That's interesting. I didn't know that. So that's their version of 13, I guess. So, yeah. And so I already did the fear of mirrors kind of earlier, so I'll just skip over that one. And... Let's see. Oh, this was, I thought was very relevant. Nomophobia. You guess what that is? Noma? Nomo. Well, it could be Noma, but it's N-O-M-O. Um, nope. The fear of not having your cell phone. Oh. Yeah. I don't have that. (laughs) This is an anxiety that many of us feel to varying extents. However, it becomes a phobia when the anxiety turns into a consistent panic of fear, especially when perseverating on the mere idea of being without a mobile phone. So even like thinking you might not be able to have a phone will put you into a tailspin. You do a panic attack? Yeah. And I've had this happen um, occasionally, but it's usually when I find that I've forgotten my phone and I'm out and about and I think, what if I break down? What if I break down? And then of course I... You know, I listen to all my true true crime podcasts and stuff, so, you know, I'm just assuming anyone that stops is going to murder me. <laughs> so, like, if I don't have my cell phone, how are they going to know where I was? Well, you know, they won't be able to ping and find my last location, you know, all that kind of stuff, which is kind of, I have to tell myself, there was a time when you would just go out into the world with no yes. phone, and nobody knew where you were, and you lived. Yes. <laughs> I guess it also extends to your battery dying or being out of service, like in a non-service range. So people would kind of get panicked about about that, which, you know, I guess it's part of an addiction. But I kind of get that in some ways. It's probably us older folks grew up without a cell phone or anything, so it's easier for us and well, we don't. I'm sure it's worse for anyone younger than me, too, because I'm kind of in that middle area. I had, like, half my life, you know, Mm -hmm. without it. and But, you know, my kids are going to just... That's, like, your brain's, like, attached to your body. You know, your phone Mm -hmm. has everything. So, I mean, they don't even remember phone numbers because it's just push the button with the face. 
of the person, well, I don't you know. Phone numbers either. Well, that's a that's just age too, maybe. Except we know it's never happened. Like we just don't have good memories in our family for that stuff. Um, okay, so the next one is pediophobic. Is that fear of a pediatrician? No, but it does have the pedio in it. Um, there is a fear of children, which was like something like pediophobe. I think is the fear of children. This one is PDO phobic, which is the fear of dolls. Oh, which that's, you know, that's, that's probably probably up in the top. Yeah, I mean, and I remember like so. my kid, my oldest kid was like, turn the doll's face around when we when she went to bed. Like she didn't want the doll, especially the porcelain dolls. She does not like their. She thinks they're creepy. She, she got rid of them, didn't she? Most of them. She has a, a couple that she's kept for... Because they belong to her grandmother, so she's... She's, like, living with those, but she doesn't want them, like, facing her when she's trying to sleep. Um, I think that movie Chucky probably did a lot of that. Yeah, well, that was mentioned quite a few times. Like, that... The child's play with Chucky, and I was thinking... Um, there's the Annabelle movies now, too. Yes. That was creepy, but I was thinking about... Do you remember Taki Tina from mm. this um, Twilight Zone with the little dolly? Oh, was that the? She goes yes. on the stairs and yes, yeah, that was creepy. I didn't know her name was Taki Tina, but I yeah, remember Ta- that. I one. think it's Taki, Taki Tina or something like that. Because that was the first thing I thought of. Because that scared the crap out of me, and I think I was an adult when I saw it. It was such a creepy doll. Well, that Twilight Zone did a good job. They did one on this little African. Um, souvenir somebody brought back and it turned alive and it had a little Whoa. sphere and it would it came out under the couch and it's swiped like the nightmares woman's, woman's ankles yeah. and i now i still have that fear what's I, under there, under there. <laughs> <Yes>. yeah <laughs> like i don't like in the dark do not want to look under the bed or yeah but that's creepy too that because our cat gets under the couch and like swipes our ankles so yeah well, i can see like that you know we have little little uh experience with that phobia for sure and they the girls also hate my cabbage patch kid they're like it is so creepy and ugly why do you keep it like they just it, they think it's like samantha will say it's terrifying <laughs> that's what she says <laughs> okay so and then i have um galeophobia which is the fear of sharks um did you talk about that one a little bit? No, but I know we, we kind of touched on it. Yeah, yeah. How, it, how something that happens can set that off. Maybe we have that that gene that's yeah. We had like some fish, <laughs> some um, seafaring folk in the past that passed that on. Um, yeah, they kind of blame it on Hollywood films depicting sharks as calculating, vengeful, diabolical monsters. And actually, um, the. the Shock attacks are very minor compared to a lot of other things that happen. Although, like, with the internet, you just hear about them more, too. Like, just this morning, I think, I saw that a boy in Florida got attacked by a shark and had to have part of his leg amputated. And I'm just like, nope, 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 nope. This gives me the shudders. Yeah. Like, just thinking about it. I'm already, like, I'm not even seeing you. I'm like, my (laughs) eyes are glazing over as I imagine it. I'm like, why do people go in the ocean again? I do love the ocean, though, but not too deep. Um, but they can come in pretty I small. Know. I know. Mean, when you see the maps, you're like, what? I was swimming right there. Yeah. 
I mean, they don't. They don't really want to bite you. They don't think you, they want seals. They think we taste gross, probably. I'm sure, we're not the flavor that they prefer. I uh, maybe not. <laughs> you don't want to be the taste. You don't want to be their taste I testing. Don't want to test it. No. Let them taste test on you. <laughs> okay, and then so the next one I have is acrophobia, which is fear of heights. Um, some people fear heights so badly that escalators at the local shopping center give them vertigo. But it says vertigo is different um, to the phobia, and it's a sense of dizziness that people get. And I do get this. Like if I'm up high. Um, or even in an elevator sometimes going up, I'll get, I get dizzy and, um, I have that, a feeling that I could just fall over the edge of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, like at the Grand Canyon and I was like, it was really hard for me to just sort of maintain my composure with the kids because I just kept picturing that they could just fall over the edge. Mm-hmm. Like, just thinking about it right now, I think my blood pressure is rising. <laughs> I feel my heart starting to, like, pick up speed. So I know I have a little bit of that, too, for sure. But I can do stuff. I go up in things, and I, um, but I have to just, I'm aware of that, that that's yes. happening to me. Um, and then the last one that I have, which really feels timely, is um, chronophobia, which is the fear of time passing. Um, and it can be triggered by different things like depression, aging, or a traumatic event. They said, like, if you're older, you might have the fear of, like, death, I guess, that you don't have enough time to do everything that you want to do. And then prisoners experience it, too. Um, if they're doing like a long, you know, say 10 years in jail, like that time just feels oppressive and like it's moving super slowly. Mm -hmm. Um, but they found that a lot of people were getting diagnosed with it during the pandemic because they were, um, struggling with, um, having to stay home, I guess. So maybe for them, time felt really slow. Like it was forever before they could get back to more of a normal life. But I thought, what would I? This is why I say it's relevant to us. Um, it can also cause people to sort of just lose track of time, like not like kind of like we've been going through. Like, what day is it? Mm-hmm. You know, and then like the day goes by really fast or really slow. Like you're just kind of shocked. Like, oh, it's already four o'clock. You know, or how can it only be ten o'clock? Or you know, like you, it's almost like your concept of time is gone. Yes. I identify with that one for sure. Yeah. And so like, but that's been happening a lot because of the pandemic. So, um, I felt like a little <laughs> bit validated that, you know, cause you do start to think like, am I just, am I getting Alzheimer's or like, am I just like completely losing some part of my faculties here because I cannot keep track of what's like what day it is or like the things that you take for granted that you know today's Wednesday you know that but at least other people are going through it too so it's not just us well that can be depressing thinking that that's it (laughs) yeah like I think I think that's happening for especially people like us who've kind of kept doing the precautions and, and, um, stay, you know, we're staying home as much as we can still and everything that this will never end. 
So I guess it could be similar to what people feel like when they're in prison. Like, you're just like, this is... Except we don't even know when the end is for us. Like, Yeah, it's probably... We'll have to make... Keep doing precautions if we don't want to get it. And then the idea that there's more coming. I mean... Well, yeah, you got monkeypox and different yeah. COVID variants. and I think a lot of it, too, is being isolated and and losing this part you lose like you lose a year of your life i can see the people you know people who are in prison you know they've yeah, lost, they've lost time. it that time is gone it's never coming back yeah you just that's it and yeah. i and i think that with this like for me personally i didn't take as many pictures of of what was happening like i i mean i have a million pictures of the kids before covid and then there's going to be this block of several years where there's just very few pictures because there was really nothing happening that you would think, oh, I should take a picture of this. And and the, these kids, they they're not having the experiences that a normal child gets with other people or different things, right. riding their bike downtown or yeah. Uh, they wouldn't never do let them do that but you know what i, I mean. know what you mean yeah 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 and so and then like they don't even like junie was so little when it started she like she doesn't really have memories of beforehand no so like this is all she knows like this is her normal which is sad to me too well i'm just being thrown out there they've gone back to school this year which they haven't done in in what is it how many years did they miss well, well Sam. <laughs> let me tell you, it's because I have chronophobia. I have no idea. <laughs> I've been saying three years, but then I'm like, wait, no, it's probably only been two years. But then I'm like, no, because Sam's had three birthdays, you know, and her yeah. birthday is in the spring. So it's really probably, it's been three birthdays. So it's been yeah. over three years. So all of those social things that she missed out on, she's getting them all at once. Yeah, it's She's a not lot. Gradually, you know, making new friends or things like that. All of a sudden, she's thrown into a yeah, like atmosphere, school pressure, totally friend pressure. Yeah, yeah, peer pressure, so peer pressure, peer pressure is a yeah. big thing. Yep. I wonder so, if there's a phobia of that. Oh, I'm sure there, every there, parent there, there has it. A, worried about their kids. <laughs> a phobia for every single thing there is. It said there can be a phobia phobia for anything. Yeah, but like just man. I feel for people going through these things because I relate, you know, on so many of these. And and a lot of them, like the snakes, well, how often do we really see a snake? I mean, <laughs> remember when we went to the nursery and there was a hose? and I <laughs> <laughs> Twice you thought it was a snake in like two seconds apart? Like, you jumped? That was funny. And that's, but that doesn't happen too often. No. That even. And it wasn't, yeah. A snake. Yeah, you but, don't. A, a but, phobia that you have to live with every day. I know. I can't, like, um, gravity. I mean, I can't. Mm-mm. Or just. Or knees. I mean, what? There's probably a phobia of water. Like, can't drink water. Like, I don't know. Going so outside. Yeah. And then to take the huge step of getting help and then, and then getting, you know, because if you go through exposure therapy, you have to do the thing. Like, I've read about people um, who had a fear of flying, and then they just have to fly, like, over and over again. Like, you just... And you have to face that fear. 
and that's so brave i can't i just think it's amazing <laughs> that people can do it and get through it yes yeah get past it yeah of course you know someone has that kind of fear if, if they don't have a job they have to fly in or something then they probably don't need they just don't do it yeah you know, they don't fly so well it's, it's like i avoid i mean i avoid if i have things that would require math or public speaking as much as possible yes <laughs> Although here I am talking on a podcast, so I don't know. I'm I'm a very obviously complex person. <laughs> well, it's it's public speaking after the fact. I mean, yeah, later <laughs> when I push publish, I'll be biting my nails like, what was I thinking? I sound like a well, we can whatever. Cut out the stuff that like me saying, is it time to start? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like my favorite part of the whole podcast. <laughs> Oh, your phone started. Didn't you say I'm going to turn my phone off, and then it just starts dinging? <laughs> well, that, I, I forgot because that's part of the view in the pandemic. I can't remember. I know. I can't remember. And well, blame it on the pandemic. This is our. This is us doing a podcast. I never thought we'd be doing this, but here we are. Yeah, it's been fun too. Yeah. We're only on episode two, and we're all, like, talking about it like we've been doing it for years. It's been fun. Yeah, it has. I enjoy it. Yeah. Well, all right. I guess that's it for this one. Wrap up the, the phobias. Yep. We'll be on to something else. And if you've got one and you're getting help, you know, you're an amazing person. Keep at it. Oh, yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> If you have a burning question, correction, or suggestion for Gardy Lou, email us at gardyloupod at gmail.com. That's G-A-R-D-Y-L-O-O-P-O-D at gmail.com. Or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Gardy Lou Pod. Gardy Lou!